You're listening to The Mint Project, the podcast to elevate your knowledge on pregnancy and postpartum fitness, nutrition, and more, along with parenting, business, and advice to keep you living your best life. The Mint Project is led by your expert trainers, Betsy Jones, Carol Forrester, and Jess Carr. With that said, let's do this. Trainers, did you know that 85% of women will become pregnant in their lifetime? This means that you will work with pregnant and postpartum clients. So get the information you need to safely and effectively guide your clients through this chapter of their fitness journey and become an expert in the space. Not only will you learn about movement, you'll learn about nutrition and mindset from fertility through pregnancy to postpartum, as well as how to market yourself as a professional in this space. You'll interact with the Mint experts throughout the course, giving you the guidance and accountability to finish and get to work. Head to themintproject.com and go to the education tab to learn more. All right. Welcome back to the Mint Project. Today, we are super excited. We have Kristen Panchik here chatting with us today. Kristen is a mom of two. She is a trainer and gym owner and, in our opinion, a badass. She is also wife to CrossFit athlete Scott Panchik. Uh, Kristen, I have a feeling most of our listeners know who you guys are, but just in case, Give us a little bit about your background, um, how you got into fitness, a little bit about your kids and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I grew up in sports. I played soccer and ran track pretty much from elementary school through college. So it's just something I've always been passionate about in the realm of health, wellness, fitness. I had really great role models growing up in my coaches and I knew when I graduated, I wanted to be a role model to others coming along and whatever their health journey may be. So that's what I went to school for. I went to school to be a health and physical education teacher, which is also where I met my husband, Scott. We both went to the University of Mount Union together, had all our classes together. We didn't date in college, which is probably for the best because (laughs) I feel like you don't know what you're doing in college. Right. Yeah. So um, after college, we had reconnected and we were both teaching health and phys ed. Scott had actually just finished his first or second year at the CrossFit Games and um, asked me to come do a, a CrossFit workout. And <laughs> I was like, sure, I'm into fitness. Let's yeah. let's do it. I had no idea what, what CrossFit was. I was simply running 50 miles a week with my student athletes at John Carroll where I was coaching and he's like, you would really like this. And he was right. I really liked it. <laughs> so we started dating after that. And um, he had opened CrossFit Mentality in the midst of us starting to date. And I just fell in love with the community of CrossFit and the sport and everything that it brought to the gym. And that led to me joining him at Mentality and kind of helping out coaching and doing the admin kind of stuff. And that's, that's where we're at today. We got married in 2016 and had our first baby in 2020. And that kind of changed my passion a little bit from coaching athletes into, okay, I'm a mom and moms moms need help. 
(laughs) And when you're pregnant, you need help. When you are postpartum, you need help. And I don't think I really realized it until I was in it. Um, I've coached pregnant women before I had that experience, but I didn't realize what the trenches are really like when you're the mom. So I really wanted to find a way to help other women and kind of share my journey, share my story, inspire as many people along the way as I can and help educate women as well. And I think that's kind of my, my newfound passion in the fitness realm is to be with those women. That's awesome. We have the same uh, mission. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love it. That's so cool. So would you say, yeah, would you say that um, the workout was your like first date together? Yes. And it's funny because like he had asked me on dates before in college. I had a boyfriend, so I was obviously saying no to those dates. But we joke now. He's like, you didn't say yes to any of my asks until I asked you to come work out. I was like, well, that's how you know it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. That's really funny because that's actually how my boyfriend and I started dating as well. He was a coach at a gym and he's like, hey, come take my class. I was like, okay. And then asked me out after that and the rest was history. Like there's just something about working out together. Oh, yeah. I'm That's so funny. (laughs) And I had a boyfriend and he wouldn't quit asking me out. And I was like, you got to stop, man. We can't be friends if you're going to hit on me all the time. (laughs) And he didn't stop and it worked. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So we are all aligning way more than we realize. I love it. so funny. So awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for that awesome background. Um, So how – so you said you had a baby in 2020 and then you just recently had a baby, correct? Correct. Yes. Eight weeks ago. Yeah. That's – wow. That's so awesome. Congrats. How are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. How are you doing? How are you? If you would have asked me like four weeks ago, I would have been like – I need a minute to answer that question, but I feel, yeah, I feel good now. Yeah. The first four weeks, I feel like you're surviving. You're trying to figure it out. I have a toddler running around. My husband's still working and running the gym and you have this newborn and you're not sleeping and Mm. you're just kind of like running around like a crazy person. But I feel like once I got to the sixth week and now the eight week, we've got like a routine my toddler understands what's going on. She can help yeah. me. And it's just like, right now I feel like I have control. And of course, there's always those like rogue days where like everything <laughs> hits the fan and you're just yeah. like, all right, throw me a life vest. I'm treading water here. But right. um, yeah, we're doing we're doing good. We're in the routine. So good. Yeah, that, it. it just kind of comes with time. Like you said, you just kind of have to figure it out. But I like how you said, yeah, those rogue days definitely do come in and kind of mess yes. up for a second. So, well, thank you for taking the time to meet with us. I know you're busy and you've got all your kids and stuff going on, but um, we really appreciate it. Um, I was wondering, so um, how did strength training and exercise help you or why was it important for you to continue through your pregnancy? You were saying, you know, once you became pregnant, once you started having kids, you realized this is something that you want to help women with. Why do you think um, it's so important to continue during this time? Yeah, it was so important for me, especially. I mean, fitness, like I said before, is such a passion of mine. And I feel best when I'm moving. And yeah. I didn't want that to change throughout my pregnancy because I noticed in those first few weeks when you find out you're pregnant, 
you're tired and you don't feel good. And it's really easy to want to just lay on the couch and eat junk food. And that's fine if you want to do that every once in a while. But doing that every day was just not going to work for me. And for me, mentally and physically, I always felt better after I was moving. So whether it was a walk one day, whether it was a CrossFit workout, or whether it was strength training, but it was really important for me to be able to maintain fitness. And I think about the health continuum a lot, especially like with pregnancy and Mm -hmm. as fit as you can be or as healthy as you can be when something happens in your life that kind of disrupts that. I'm not saying that like pregnancy is going to like mean you're ill, but it it will knock you back a few. But the closer you can be to that wellness, the easier that recovery is going to be after baby comes. So that was just always on my mind when I was moving. Um, I was a weightlifter for a while and had really put a lot of time and energy into that. And I felt comfortable and confident continuing to strength train even mm-hmm. though I know that can be really scary to a lot of women who are pregnant. Yeah, yeah. so there is a lot of fear-mongering and like messaging out there like don't lift weights, don't don't do this, don't do this, you know. Did you ever get any messages like that? I know you're very active on your Instagram posting yeah. about this stuff. Did you get a lot of like, "Hey, you need to stop doing that or you're going to injure the baby or you're going to hurt yourself?" Um what was that like for you? Yeah, it's crazy cuz I have always posted like lifting stuff in my workouts when pregnant. And I had one post that just went viral, which is so strange to me. Um, It was a video and it was a side profile. So I was like super pregnant. I was like 33 weeks pregnant maybe. And I was doing push press, like three push press from a rack. Mm -hmm. And it was a weight I was very confident with, very comfortable Mm -hmm. with. I wasn't like straining or anything and I had to I had to turn my comments off because I was getting there were a lot of really great comments which I appreciated but then there were some really awful comments like this woman needs to be arrested oh my god yeah I was like okay this I'm done I was like yeah delete turn it off yep Turn the comments off because when you're 33 weeks pregnant, you're super emotional and like yeah, you're doing you your best that. anyways. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't need to be to be handling this. But there are a lot of positive comments as well. Mm-hmm. But you do get some feedback from people who are very, very passionate and strong feelings against working out and lifting weights mm-hmm. when pregnant, and. I'll, a lot of these people who are probably making these comments, they don't know that I have a, a background in Olympic weightlifting. And right. yeah. um, not long ago, could I throw 200 pounds over my head in a clean and jerk? Like, they have no idea. Yeah. But um, it's just the internet provides a platform for people to feel very strongly and express their opinions upon others. And pregnancy and working out while pregnant is one of those avenues people feel very confident about. Yeah. And I think that's where our missions really align too, is like, we're here to spread, you know, to um, cut down the fear and clear the confusion on exercising while pregnant and postpartum. And you're helping to do that too. And hopefully we can start to, you know, put correct information out there and 
so that people understand it's okay to do these kind of things. She's comfortable with this wave. She can breathe through it if she's not straining, you know, if she has the mobility to hit that without, you know, putting extra pressure on her core or, you know, really bearing down super hard. And so that's why we're here um, is to spread that information and, and you're helping to do that too. And that's your mission. So we love that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I love that you guys are doing it too. We need more people too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We really do. I, we're, we're, um, we have a course for trainers as well because there's just, even as a trainer, it's like you don't learn mm-hmm. a lot about this. So, and we need no. to because as a pregnant woman, like you need someone in your corner to say, hey, like the guidelines have changed. It is recommended to strength train through pregnancy nowadays. And mm-hmm. there's just so, still so many people like we're just behind the, the studies and the science of, yeah, there's modifications most women need to make to their strength training. But it actually and like you said, you made the point of like it will help usually in recovery. So mm-hmm. we need to be spreading the right message. And um it, it's just it can be frustrating. We try to go into like comment sections and just point people in the right direction because I think a lot of it is just misinformation and it comes out as this negativity and judgment that you're trying to help people <laughs> like see a good positive image through pregnancy and it just comes off as these people making these horrible negative comments that they just don't understand. So um yeah we share that same mission and message and hopefully like we look 10 years down the road and it's a lot more accepted and understood yes i'm really grateful i had an awesome doctor who was like super supportive of everything i was doing awesome in pregnancy too but i know that's not every woman's experience and i have a lot of women who come to me and they're like my doctor told me i can't lift more than 10 pounds throughout my whole pregnancy And I was like, are you high risk? Like, is there a reason? Is there anything behind that? And she was like, no, they just told me I shouldn't lift over 10 pounds. And in my mind, I'm like, that baby is going to come out and is going to be pretty close to 10 pounds. Yeah. And that's without the car seat. seat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like when you go to go to your, your first appointment with that baby and you have to carry a newborn in a car seat in and out and you're walking around the house carrying this baby all the time, like be ready for that like we're training for life it's not just because I want to look good and be in shape like I am training for life this is part of it all right so one thing that I saw on your Instagram that I thought was amazing that you shared was the fact that and I don't remember which pregnancy it was you were um, dealing with gestational diabetes which I feel that People who know you obviously know that you're into health, you're exercising, and just talk to us a little bit about a kind of what that feeling was like hearing that, and then maybe like a message for other women who are dealing with this, wondering like, you know, I think I did everything I could, and maybe how how that feels. Yeah. Uh, when I got diagnosed with gestational diabetes, I was shook. Like. Yeah. I, one, I didn't even know you could get diagnosed with gestational diabetes if you were living a very healthy, active lifestyle. I mean, I'm not overweight by any means. I am very conscious of the foods I'm putting in my body. I don't really eat sugar to begin with. 
Um, I'm exercising, I'm walking, I'm moving every day. And that's throughout pregnancy. I felt like my pregnancy this time around with my second, which is when I was diagnosed, that I was even more so on top of my my game because it was what was making me feel best. So when I honestly, I didn't even look at my test results when I did the glucose test because I was not even worried about it. So when they called me and were like, hey, you failed your glucose test. We need oh. you to come in for another three-hour test. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah. that's a fluke. There's no way. Like, I'll come in. I'll do the three-hour test. Like, take yeah. my blood every hour for three hours. Drink the sugar drink. I'll do it. Let's go. And um, same thing. I looked at my results and I didn't look at all three numbers. I just looked at the last one. I was like, oh, yeah, I passed with flying colors. But when you do a three-hour test, they look at three different readings. And if you fail two of those readings, then you're diagnosed with gestational diabetes. So I had failed two of those. Two out of four, I had failed. So they were like, we're going to set you up with um, a doctor and a dietitian. And I was like, what? Like, how is this possible? And I I just could not fathom it. I. Honestly, I was so upset about it because I felt like I had been doing everything in my control to have a healthy pregnancy and do what was best for my baby and myself. And when they told me this, I felt like my body was failing me. And I honestly started going down this dark hole of like, man, am I just like not meant to do this? Like, why is my body reacting this way? And my doctor, again, was amazing and was just like, listen, this is just the hormones in your placenta are just really messing with your body and it's not allowing you to break down that insulin and sugar that is being consumed. And I got it, but I also was just like really taken back. And I also felt really naive because I am somebody who's in the health and fitness space and had no idea that this could happen. So it took me a few days to process. Like I remember being so emotional about it and like, I was like, I don't want to be put on insulin and I was able to control it with my diet and um, fitness, thankfully. And I went gangbusters. Like I had to check my, I had to check my blood sugar an hour, like when I first wake up in the morning. So my fasted number. And then I had to test it an hour after breakfast, lunch, and dinner and just be really careful about the type of carbohydrates Mm -hmm. I was putting in my body. But I think what was frustrating for me is the healthcare system does have a cookie cutter recipe for women who are diagnosed with gestational diabetes. And when I got on the call with the dietitian, the first question she asked me was if I know what a carbohydrate was. Oh my God. And I was like, this is not, this is not the person I need to talk to right now. You know nothing about me. You like have no idea what my background is. You are just reading from a script and doing, doing your job. I get it. It's your job. But I was like, this is, this is not the person that I, I need to be talking about this with. So, um, yeah, it was, it was shocking to me. Again, I am someone who, if I can control something, especially when it comes to my health and wellness, I'm, I'm going to control it. So mm-hmm. I did everything they told me to do with the readings and turning things in. And I made sure my diet was super clean and 
it wasn't a huge change from what I was already doing, right. to be honest. Um, but it was um, definitely a, a hurdle yeah. mentally. I think more so mentally than anything for me. Yeah. Right. But I, and I, as much as that sucked, I'm sure, like, I do think it's so cool that you shared it because I'm sure there's other women out there that are just feeling frustrated and have probably gone through something similar. And just like, um, like diastasis recti, there are times mm-hmm. where we just can't control that. And yeah. even if like you're doing everything right, you did everything right in your pregnancy, sometimes these things happen. And hearing that it's happened to someone else who's fit and healthy and they got through it and then can share that message with other women is just powerful. So I love that you share that and you're open about it um, just for the fact that it can help other women. Yeah, it took me a few days to want to open up about it because yeah. honestly, I was embarrassed. Yeah. I it was, was a shame. Like, I, my profession, it is. It's like my profession is to help people prevent this diagnosis that I just received. And I felt like, man, I'm I'm a fraud, which obviously I'm not because it wasn't something I could control. But it did mm-hmm. take me like probably three to five days before I wanted to tell anybody, even my closest yeah. friends. Yeah. Because I I did, I felt embarrassed because there is this stigma that you only are diagnosed with gestational diabetes if you're overweight and eating poorly and not exercising. Well, and it's that control thing, right? I mean, I think mm-hmm. a lot of women, the, the, the sticker shock when you first get pregnant, especially with your first baby, of how much control you don't have, especially if you're used to being someone who has control, like over your body, body Mm -hmm. image, just even the widening of your hips. If you've been someone that can always say, okay, if I don't like the way that I look and feel, let me go make the, let me look in the mirror, make these changes that I need to make. And it's, it's not the same, um, in pregnancy. So I don't know if you dealt with that at all in your first pregnancy, um, or even the second, like how were those two different? How was mentally, physically, how did those two pregnancies and postpartum compare? Yeah, it's definitely different when your body starts to change, just like you were saying. In my first pregnancy, like I knew it was going to happen, but I wasn't prepared for when and how it was going to make me feel. Yeah. And I was also pregnant in the midst of COVID. So we were on, <sighs> yeah. we were all locked down and it's like my first pregnancy and I'm like stuck in my house. With my husband and my dog and I'm working out and my clothes are not fitting and I'm like, what is happening? This is awful. It's a lot of feelings. Oh my gosh. We were like, you're trying to figure out what to do with your gym because it shut down. It was just like a very crazy time to be pregnant for the first time. So I think the first time I was definitely like a sticker shock moment of, man, my body is changing and it's different and it's not what I'm used to. Um, but then it, it's fine. You like, you know, you're creating something really amazing and it's completely worth it. The second time around, I knew what to expect. I knew it was going to happen faster. I was a lot more educated because after my first, I had really dove into learning more about pregnancy and postpartum and all the things that go along with it. So that really helped prepare me for that second pregnancy and changes that I would see in my body. The biggest difference 
with the first and the second is the second I was chasing a toddler around two. So like, <laughs> I remember like the first pregnancy, I remember when I would get really tired, I'd be at work and be like, all right, it's two o'clock. I'm going to go home and like lay on the couch and relax for a little bit. And this time around, I have a two year old. So it's like, oh, it's two o'clock. I'm really tired. Oh. Okay. You still have a toddler to like, yeah. oh. you, you don't so know you have that extra energy until you have to just <laughs> you find do. it. And like moms are just superheroes, man. Like yeah. you just do it. Like it doesn't, there's no holds bars. It's this is what's happening and you get it done. And it's really amazing what you can do. Yeah. It is. I think that it's like a parallel to even just really hard workouts. Like if you're stuck in this, you've got 10 more minutes. You just got to just gotta do it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to enjoy it, but you, you just put your head down and do it. And eventually it, the, the troublesome part ends and then that part's over. Um, did you yes. have any – so I've seen on your Instagram you talking about even like there was one post 11 months postpartum, obviously with mm-hmm. the first, where you were still talking about rebuilding your core. It looks like healing a little bit of diastasis. And you've always also talked a lot about pelvic floor stuff. So were there any symptoms that you – I know you said you dove into postpartum a lot after your first baby, mm-hmm. but something that like you learn more from experience versus just going and finding out what other women – had gone through? Yeah. So the biggest thing after my first child was born was I was really getting back into the swing of things. I was working out. I had taken it slow. I was like really progressing through. But I noticed that when I started adding more of my CrossFit workouts back in, Mm -hmm. I was having a really hard time breathing. And not Mm -hmm. during my workout. It was like throughout the day, I kept having to like like take these big gasping breaths. And I was like almost trying to make myself yawn. And I was like, why is this happening? Like, why am I having such a hard time breathing? And I had no idea that it was connected to postpartum and just all of the tightness in my thoracics and my rib cage. And there was just so much pressure. It had nowhere to go because the mobility of my T-spine and just my rib cage and lats and just the way I was breathing was so incorrect and segmented and had not come back together after having a baby. And I didn't realize that was such a huge part of postpartum. So that is what really sparked my interest in wanting to help other people because for me, I'm like, all right, I'll do the stretches. Like I'll do a couple breathing things and ease my way back in. I'm not going to start sit-ups right away. Yeah. But I just didn't realize how important the foundation of breath is and connecting that whole kinetic chain of your body and different ways to really, really heal from the inside out. I think a lot of times postpartum, we're so concerned with our outward appearance and like losing the baby weight and getting our muscle tone back, but we're skipping the most important part because it's not the sexy part. It's not the part that you see. And it's, it is taking 10 minutes a day to lay on your back with your feet up at a 90 degree angle and get some deep breathing in and making sure that when you are taking those breaths, you're getting like a nice 360 breath all the way around. Like I had no idea what that was. And I remember the first time trying to do it, be like, my back doesn't move at all when I'm trying to breathe. Like I'm like, 
yes I was like yes I was like that is why I can't breathe and I'm walking around the house like gasping for air so that was um kind of the defining moment for me realizing like man I need help and I know I'm not going to be the only only one one. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah awesome I so did that make would you say the second postpartum did you feel a little more prepared going into that I did. And I like made it more intentional to add those things back in sooner and like have checkpoints. I, every time I would feed my son, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to take three minutes and just do some breathing. And That's such it a just idea. would really help as like a, a check mark instead of having to be like, all right, when I get the chance, I'm going to do it. Yeah, no, it was right every on. time I fed him, I was like, okay, I'm just going to take three minutes here, whether it's the middle of the night, middle of the day, and just take some time to breathe and be intentional with my core. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that that does has so many benefits, not just like the healing of the core and like the pairing of the core and the pelvic floor, but also just like stress reduction, mm-hmm. um, kind of a reset. And so there's so many benefits that come with um, breath work. And I love how you say heal from the inside out Um, Because I've been thinking about this a lot recently, lately too, um, because I know I'm a lot more, I'm farther along postpartum than you, but I still feel like early postpartum. Um, I think we see a lot in the fitness industry, like there's, I think, you know, a big swing in ideas, like either, you know, bounce back, come back. This is how you come back and you look amazing again. Or if you're a trainer, don't let, like, it's all about recovery if your um, client has this goal to bounce back, like that's not the right goal. And then you feel dumb because you're like, well, I want to feel good again. I want to look good again. So I think as a trainer, just being able to acknowledge the aesthetic goal is really empowering for the for the woman too, because it's like, okay, they see where I want to be, but then you help them say, we're going to heal from the inside out so that we can get those goals without getting hurt and we're going to take the time to get there instead of just saying, no, that's not what we're going to do. I hope that makes sense. But it's just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I feel like you do such a good job with that, especially with you guys being such like a fit couple and so out there um, with body image and things like that. Um, just taking the time to come back appropriately. Yeah. And it's it's really hard because you have this like standard that you feel needs to be met as a trainer. And you're like, okay, yeah, I've had this baby. Now I'm supposed to look back to normal. And it's, you don't realize it. It takes a lot of time. And until you have a baby, I don't think a lot of women realize how long it actually takes to Mm -hmm. get back to where you were. I mean, I think I was like 18 months postpartum with my first until I was like doing every CrossFit exercise that I had been doing before baby. And it's just, I needed to take it slow and be really intentional with the way I was adding things back. But even it was crazy after I had my second, like I definitely have a pretty significant separation in my core this time around more so than with my first, even with being very smart and modifying movement. It's just, he was a bigger baby. Um, my body was pretty big. Uh, and I just remember the nurse being the one nurse was like, man, you're going to really need to do some sit-ups. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, no. 
Thank what? you. <laughs> was like, oh. She was like, you're course. Oh. Your abs are so separated. Like, you're going to need to do some sit-ups. Wow. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, my God. Thanks. I'm yeah. probably not going to yeah. start with sit-ups. Yeah, but we'll start that. doing that. <laughs> I'll just do that tomorrow for my workout. Thanks for the compliment. Oh. And also, it's incorrect. I had, like, literally just given birth. Like, they're, like, oh my gosh. just, like, fresh out. And I was like, all right. Good talk. Oh, gosh. I just She's lucky can't. you didn't. I can't smack it back at her. I might have smacked her. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would have said anything nice. No, it was like especially okay, after you literally just you. gave birth. Oh, literally, like right. he had just come out, and she's like checking, oh my checking my what? stomach. I'm like, we are not even two hours out, and you are having this conversation with me. It's so funny. Oh, but, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so so you do you coach? Or have a coach? Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm one so of our coaches. So from – we have a um, – I think we've mentioned a course for trainers. And mm-hmm. that's kind of where our mission started was we all were gym owners, trainers, and had babies, felt like we didn't have the help and wanted to create more people who do know how to help their clients. Mm-hmm. Um, a, as gym owners, to have them in our toolbox and then just for our clientele. What is something that you feel like – trainers need to hear who maybe have never had a baby or think that the best way to go is just say, listen to your body and listen to your doctor or, or what is an approach that maybe we can start shifting trainers to open their eyes a little bit without having been there themselves? Yeah. I think the biggest thing that trainers and coaches can do is to talk and communicate and really educate themselves because I didn't realize it and our coaches didn't realize it until they started working out with me while I was pregnant with our first on how to actually modify and scale movement. And it was neat because since we were in COVID, our coaches were working out a lot together because our class schedules were a lot different. So they kind of Mm -hmm. were with me the whole journey of how I was changing my workouts and Nice. They were learning so much and felt so much more confident when those women came into classes. So my biggest advice for trainers or gym owners is to have a, a, a coaches meeting and find somebody who can help educate. Maybe it's a pelvic floor specialist. Maybe it's somebody who has a certification like you guys do and just setting up a time to talk and tell them the importance of breathing and movement and how to use your core. And I think that is the most important thing more so over than just like, Hey, what does your doctor say? And I mean, you obviously want to listen to your doctor, but as coaches, we want to give more than that. Like we want to be better than that. Well, yeah. And I think the understanding of the why, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you've never had a baby from the outside looking in, you might just think, okay, well, we got to keep the baby safe. That's the only reason to be modifying. Mm. Well, what are these other things that could happen or symptoms that could happen that we can mitigate now and understand pelvic floor and understand diastasis and how those things can get worse or why they might happen anyways. Yeah. And I was like, I helped my coaches too. Even after the baby came, I showed them my stomach and I was like, okay, I'm going to lay on the floor. I want you guys to look like this is what 
is going on with my core. And like, if you have somebody coming to class, like this is what it looks like. And you can visually see why it's not a good option for them to jump up on a pull-up bar just because they're six weeks postpartum and have been cleared by their doctor. That doesn't mean like, all right, let's jump on the pull-up bar and do some knee raises or toes to bar because you got the, the go ahead. So Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that you did that. Your coach has got very lucky. And yeah, that's like, yeah, check us out. This is pretty front crazy. Row seat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 That awesome. hands on experience is huge. Huge. Um, so shifting a little bit back to like the mindset aspect of exercise and pregnancy and even just being a mom. Um, you obviously, you and your family are a super fit crowd. <laughs> is there any like pressure that comes along with that? Or did you feel that during your pregnancy as it related to your fitness? And if so, how did you manage that? Yeah, we have a fit crew. It's pretty fun. Um, I think there was no pressure coming from anybody else except for myself. And that's just because I've always been in fitness. I've always been really Mm -hmm. fit and enjoyed working out and pushing myself. So the first pregnancy I went through, it was definitely hard mentally to see the way my body was changing. And I just knew that as long as I continued to move and do what was best for me, I was going to be okay. But mentally, I just had to shift the thought of what I was training for. So I've always had something I was training for, whether it was the CrossFit Open, whether it was a weightlifting meet. And those things would put me into the best shape for that end goal. But being pregnant, my goal was having a healthy baby and having a healthy pregnancy and getting to that finish line. So my mindset was, you're still training for something. It's just not an Olympic weightlifting meet. It's not a CrossFit competition. It's to bring a life into this world. And when I continue Mm -hmm. to tell myself that, I'm like, man, this is like the biggest competition or goal I've ever, I've ever had to work for. It's going to be nine months. It's going to be really hard. And when workouts got hard, I was like, you can get through this. It's going to get harder if you stop now. And I was like, if you quit now, it's going to be easier to continue quitting as you go along. So just keep pushing through. And I think that is how my mindset was in relation to training there, but there wasn't like pressure to be fit. I just love fitness too. So I've never really felt pressure from the Panchik family at all. Cause I think we're all a little crazy in the sense that we just are really obsessed with working out. And that's probably why Scott and I are married and run a gym together. Yeah. So, um, I don't feel the pressure in that sense If anything. We motivate each other and, there would be nights where Scott would be out in the gym working out late because he was coaching or working and I would go out and walk with him and vice versa. Like yeah. if I was like, oh, I need to go get a little bit of movement in, he would come out and kind of support me in that way too. And it's just, it's nice to have somebody on your team with you yeah. pushing along too. Yeah, That's it's cool. So I, love, yeah. I love how you just said you just shift your mindset just this is what I'm working on now instead of like, oh, I'm pregnant. So this, you know, really sucks that I can't do this. Mm -hmm. You instead focus on this is what I am doing. 
And yeah. I think that's really powerful for whatever you're working on. Yeah, it definitely, definitely helped me. And you have to keep telling yourself that because it doesn't get easier. Like yeah. as you go through pregnancy, it the challenges continue to come up and you just have to learn how to adapt and mm-hmm. keep pushing and confiding in people around you to support you in that. Awesome. Right. And like That's you said, most of the most of the pressure that I think we feel or that a lot of us feel during pregnancy is from ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the yeah, and it's like just modifying that mindset for I love that you said I just had a new goal. Like I had a new thing mm-hmm. that I was training for. And we always preach like, okay, now you're just training for the longevity of yourself, a healthy baby, and to like come out of pregnancy healthy and recover well because postpartum is forever. So finding that mindset of this is just a different goal now Mm -hmm. um, is perfectly said. Yes. So on that note, though, with not feeling the pressure, that's great that you didn't, but we talked about how most of the pressure was the inside. Mm -hmm. What what advice do you have for maybe moms who aren't as driven of I want to compete or I want this, um, this is the thing that I'm training for. What are some of the words that you would give a mom who is struggling with that body image during pregnancy or the fact that their body's changing and like they're, they feel out of control of that, whether it's performance, whether it's not being able to lift as much, whether it's just feeling tired or just feeling more defeated by pregnancy than driven, which you were so lucky. I say lucky to feel, but like sure. for a lot of moms, they just feel completely let down. Yeah. My advice would be, it's not going to be this way forever. This is a moment in time. This is a chapter of your life and it's a chapter of your life that is going to be challenging, but the end goal of bringing this human life into the world is absolutely amazing. And it's easier said than done to be happy about it all the time and like have that mindset. But just knowing that this is a moment of time and it's such a small moment of your life that is going to be challenging. And once that baby comes out, you can continue to work your butt off to hit whatever goals you want to. But again, it's just going through pregnancy and continuing to move and set those goals for yourself is it's so important and it's just a moment in time that you have to really dig in and and get through it and find people around you who support you and and if you need accountability then find somebody who's going to hold you accountable to even if it's just somebody to send a text message to i mean i have a friend who would come up and she would work out with me every day in my first pregnancy. And it was amazing. And I was like, man, I don't know if I would have worked out every day if she didn't come to the gym to work out with me. And with my second pregnancy, it's crazy. Like we own a gym and I coach, but I don't work out in our gym because I have a toddler at home. So I'm (laughs) training in the garage. So I'll go to the gym to coach and, and work, but I don't work out there because I don't have the time to, I can't. Um, And even if I don't have somebody to work out with, I'm texting somebody what my workout was. And that helps me share that with somebody else to say, oh, I did it. Like, this is cool. This is fun. And they'll share workouts back. So find some kind of accountability. Yeah, I think that 
it's not forever is like the best statement you could say. Cause I know yes. I personally did not enjoy pregnancy. I was really yeah. taken aback by those changes. And then looking back, I was like, I looking back, it was a blip. I don't even mm-hmm. hate it as much yeah. looking back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yes. just keeping them anchored on that. This is temporary. This is temporary. I think yes. it's a great, mm-hmm. great piece of advice. And, um, and I know we're running out of time, but really quick, you, you kind of just alluded to it, but, um, how have you kind of had to change your mindset around fitness or working out since yeah. you've had kids? You did, you said, you know, you can't work out at the gym anymore right now because you have a two-year-old. Um, like I get that. I have a four, two-year-old and a four-year-old, two-year-old and a six-month-old. And so, um, when I did own my gym, it was like, it was hard for me to get my workout in, even though I owned a gym, you know? Um, and so what kind of, what have you had to modify, uh, like in your mindset as far as like, maybe you don't have as much time or you can't do it the way you want to. Yeah. So before kids, I just remember I would be at the gym. I'd be doing my admin stuff. I'd coach my classes and then I would work out maybe once or twice a day, like whenever I had free time and, then Kinsley came along and she was still napping like a lot and I would work out during her nap time and when she dropped down to one nap, I would have like two and a half hours to work out. And now that I have a two-year-old and a newborn, I'm like, okay, I can align their schedules to yeah. nap for about an hour. Like I get an hour. Like how much can I get done yeah. in that hour? So I think it's just really prioritizing one hour of the day. Mm-hmm for me, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're in the thick of it, it's just kind of is what it is. And that hour of the day, I want to spend moving and breathing Mm -hmm. and walking and doing that for me. So like I said, I, I think I usually get about an hour a day and I follow our gym's programming and I just change it. I write it on the board. I set the clock and I go. And if a baby wakes up, a baby wakes up. But I get in what I can and I'm okay if I have to alter from from that. But yeah, it's definitely limited time, but it's still a number one priority for me. I really need it. It does. I just feel so much better mentally, more so than anything. Mm -hmm. And I think just as a new mom or a mom of a newborn or a toddler, really any stage in your life. I mean, I have friends who their kids are teenagers and they still need yeah. that 20, even though they get 20 minutes yeah. before picking yeah. kids up, just mentally to reset, do something for themselves. And I mean, just get those endorphins. I just, it's yeah. such a good feeling. Yeah. And I, I yeah. love how you said, like, you don't have two and a half hours now, you have one, but you're still prioritizing that self-care for yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if it's yeah. 20 minutes, say, I this is, these 20 minutes are for me. And and just continuing to prioritize yourself in that way. So just a healthy mindset. Yes. The dishes can so, wait. The laundry sure. can wait. Like, yep. I'm going to always yes. do those things. I was just going to say that. Like, but the fitness is just the top of my list. I know I can, like, get everything mm-hmm. else done in the day and... Scott doesn't care if he comes probably done better. Yes, absolutely. I'm like, now (laughs) I have this and I'm not like spite cleaning my house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you might like off about it. Include your kid (laughs) happily in play cleaning versus like, get out of my way. I can't clean. (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Love Love it. 
Awesome. Well, anything else that you think would be helpful that we might have missed or that you wanted to share before we end? I don't think so. I feel like we touched on on everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's awesome. Well, tell everyone where they could find you if they want to follow you and all that good stuff. Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Panchik. And I post a lot of baby stuff. So if you like babies, then come check it out. It's a great follow. Fitness and community. It's just what I love. And I love that you guys align with that as well. And I just hope we can keep getting getting all the good stuff out to people who really need it and can help educate in that that sense yes i'm gonna go watch his cute little babies yes all right thank you so much kristen yes it was so nice meeting you guys (laughs) thank you Hey, Mitt Mamas and Trainers, if you enjoyed our information, you will love our programs and resources. We have a pregnancy fitness program, postpartum program, along with guides on movement modifications and nutrition, all designed to help you safely and effectively stay active through pregnancy and return to exercise postpartum. You can even bundle our programs and save so that your whole journey is covered. You can find all of these resources at themintproject.com.